You're listening to the Tech Life Today podcast featuring thoughtful stories and diverse personalities of the alumni, students, and staff of the Northern Alberta Institute of Technology. This is the place to learn and be entertained by people with a passion and a purpose, both inside and outside the classroom. The Tech Life Today podcast is an extension of Tech Life Today, Nate's online magazine. You can find more stories online by visiting techlifetoday.ca or by going to Tech Life Nate on Facebook and Twitter. New Year, New Goals. Today, we're talking all about recreation and the role it can play in our lives. According to the Alberta Recreation Survey, 96% of Alberta households participate in active living activities each year. I'm Becky Hall, your guest host for today's podcast. I'm a communications specialist at Nate. I'm also a proud alum of Nate's radio and television program. Now, we often associate recreation with exercise, but does recreation have to be physical? In today's episode, we'll explore how to get your family involved with the many facets of recreation. We'll discuss how it contributes to overall well-being and why it's especially important to keep up in these bitterly cold winter months. We'll also find out more about how Nate has built an inclusive environment for those who want to be active but maybe don't love physical activity. Today I'm joined by Justin Cross. Justin is a Nate personal fitness trainer grad and owner of Cross Conditioning in Sherwood Park. He's a Nate Alumni Award winner and trains and mentors over 100 athletes of all ages each year. I'm also joined by Curtis Dell, who's Nate's Student Recreation Coordinator. Nate's Campus Recreation Department has introduced many different initiatives over the past few years that focus on this idea that recreation activities don't necessarily have to be physical. So we'll hear more about that in just a moment. But first, I just want to say welcome to the podcast, Justin and Curtis. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Becky. Thanks for joining me. I'm really excited for this conversation. I have uh, two young kids at home. Helping them enjoy being active is something that's always on my mind, especially in these cold, dark days of winter. Um, So I know this is a challenge for many different families out there. So I'm just really thankful that we have you two to help us out here. Curtis, I'd like to ask you about this idea that uh, recreation isn't just about physical activity. So you've started a few different programs at Nate. Campus Recreation Department has uh, led these and they don't require physical activity. So I just, I wanted to find out more from you. How do you define recreation? Yeah, that's a great question. And recreation is a field that is often seen as kind of that physical activity and that exercise component to it. Uh, And it's definitely, it's staple for sure. But recreation definitely uh, spans across a lot more different types of programs and activities and and, and services really. So especially as we see here in the post-secondary world, that intramural and fitness class and group group exercise and personal training, those pieces are staples. And that's often what we think of as recreation. So that's something that uh, we kind of see as that traditional or that physical activity activity side of recreation, but the non-traditional and I guess the more expansive kind of review on on recreation is more based on leisure and what you do in that personal time and, you know, something that those activities that you appreciate and that you enjoy um, that extend beyond that physical activity component. And, you know, it's just done for enjoyment and for fun. And uh, yeah, like I said, kind of brings that leisure aspect into it. Uh, great examples of those would be something as simple as reading a book, maybe painting, you do model making or some sort of other kind of leisure activity that whether done with a group or, or individually that you can do by yourself kind of just extends beyond that physical activity piece. Even going to do paint night activities in the community and things like that. Those are great examples of that non-traditional recreation that are very apparent in the community and that we're really starting to bring on campus here. Justin, we just heard why recreation isn't just physical activity, but we know this is an important part of it. So you work with young athletes and you have 
have this goal of building lifelong exercisers. Why is this something that's so important to you? I think it's huge. Like typically like in training, like sports take a big precedent, like sports kind of winning and losing seem like the most important thing. Pursuing like recreation and just general fitness. And if you can inspire kids to enjoy the process as much as the rewards, our hope is that we create these like lifelong exercises. So that's where we, we work hard to make the process of training and, and, and working towards maybe not as structured goals to kind of help improve that long-term athletic endeavor, but also like recreation and stuff like that. So, so making just not about like wins and losses, but more about the process and the journey and and enjoying how that kind of comes about. And can you speak to some of the long-term benefits uh, that that kind of recreation can have on our lives? The big thing for me is is a stress relief. Being able to go to the gym or, or finding some sort of activity to enjoy with your friends is like a huge stress relief. As a family, like we definitely enjoy going to the mountains, going skiing, whether it's cross-country skiing or going for walks through the neighborhood, which we try to do, especially in the winter. And that's just like a nice thing as a family that we can kind of turn the screens off, get outside, enjoy some fresh air and like kind of reconnect, get away from being indoors and on your phones and stuff like that so much. Turning the screens off, such an important thing. Yeah, that's massive. So many of us start the new year. We have these, you know, goals to be more active. But of course, you know, we're in a deep freeze right now. We know this can be a challenge. So maybe our instincts are to go into hibernation mode. But I I just really want to find out from you how we can make um, being active a priority in the cold winter long months. Yeah, I think you nailed it right on the head there in terms of don't hibernate and don't stay inside, right? Even though it does get cold, we know that's coming every year and winter never fails to show us that fact. So again, don't feel the need to stay inside, right? Just make sure uh, you're bundled up, you wear appropriate clothing for the weather and understand what an appropriate amount of time outside would be. But absolutely take advantage of getting outdoors. As Justin said, turn off the screens, you know, get away from the the computer, the TV, your phones, um, and just enjoy that family time or that personal time, you know, whether it's it's a loved one or a child or you're taking your dog for a walk, that outdoor time is immensely impactful on your health. Justin, do you have any tips for staying active in the winter? This will sound like a little bit of a plug here, but hiring a trainer is a good idea. But that kind of accountability doesn't have to come with hiring a trainer per se. That could be, you know, I mean, scheduling workouts with friends. So, you know, you have someone to rely on that you know is going to be there and kind of keep you keep you honest about you know, reaching those like fitness goals throughout the week. I think like building those habits and and maintaining them through the winter are really helpful. And like I kind of mentioned, it doesn't have to be structured training, like with personal training. It could be just frankly getting outside with your family, finding those like 20 to 30 minutes where you're, where you're being active with someone else, I think really helps the accountability side when the weather gets pretty cold. I think that's a great point, Justin. You touched on, um, it doesn't have to be that structure. You don't have to, you know, meet with a personal trainer, even though it does give a huge amount of accountability and and success when, when working with someone like that. But if you're able to reach out or do have a personal trainer, you know, maybe an at-home workout where you can try and recreate some of those conditions in your own home. Again, you might be inside for that, but I think that kind of bridges both worlds where keeping active in the winter and, you know, using excellent services like a personal trainer can really blend together well. And Curtis, you talked about those traditional recreation activities like fitness classes. I know we also have intramural sports. For students who are looking for a different kind of experience, um, what types of options are available at Nate for them? Countless, really. Speaking from the campus recreation side of things, um, a few of the uh, the activities that we've delivered over the years, we've uh, built an escape room on campus here a couple of times. So if you're not familiar with that, you essentially go in with a team or a group of um, individuals and you're in a room where there's different puzzles and, and locks and I guess different sequences and clues that you have to find to eventually try and escape the room per se. And that's just a great example where uh, it's accessible for everyone and it's just a different style of, uh, of recreation and something that you can do, again, kind of in your leisure time. 
So building on that, we've also touched on esports and we've started seeing some support. What is esports? Esports is both competitive and recreational, essentially computer game or video gaming. So either computer or console based, but it is individual or group and team activity. And, you know, most people would call a sport as well that people play video games online in person and they are able to build that social community. And again, another non-traditional and non-physical activity based activity. And how have people been responding to this approach at Nate? What have you been hearing from staff, students? We've been hearing a lot of support, which has been really positive for us. It's always a challenge when you're trying to endeavor into some new programming. But with the amount of support that we've received and the collaborative opportunities that it's really built here on campus, especially within our department, we're seeing a lot of success. And and we feel really passionate and excited about it because it's not a demographic or a population that I think you traditionally associate with recreation um, or especially campus recreation. So when we uh, we still serve that, that fitness and intramural group and a lot of those members do cross over to the physical and these non-physical programs that we serve, it's an opportunity to reach out to some of the students and the staff here that really enjoy that activity and for them is their recreation. That's fantastic. Justin, I think as parents, we're always trying to, you mentioned putting away the screens, getting active with your kids. Do you have some uh, tips for how to get kids really excited about activity? When it comes to getting like adolescents and teenagers and stuff like that excited about activity, I think the first thing is kind of finding what they are personally interested in, kind of running with that. I think often parents get kind of pigeonholed in what they expect their kid to be doing and kind of really try to push them in that avenue. But even if it comes down to like what Curtis said, like esports, like finding some sort of activity that draws them in and possibly helps them build like connections with other people and build good relationships, I think is is really helpful. So much, so often we see kids kind of get pushed into sports that they don't necessarily want to to be a part of. And then there's often like pushback and then parents don't understand why their kid's not excited to go kind of participate in that sport. What we hope to do as trainers is add another level to it where they can come train for not necessarily a specific sport, but just fitness in general, and then make that kind of culture of the gym that we train at in the weight room pretty accepting and make it enjoyable for them to want to show up even when it's cold out. We often see this with our kids, their their interests change over time. I'm kind of going through this right now. My my six-year-old used to love karate. Now, you know, he's not so sure. And I'm just wondering, how do you recommend that parents approach this? How can we find new forms of recreation for our kids to get excited by? The easiest thing is is listening to them and being open-minded to them trying things. Kids kind of taste for sport change and giving them that opportunity to try different sports and succeed and fail at a variety of sports and not have kids overly specialized too early. Too often we find kids are grade one and two and already parents are thinking like, you need to focus on hockey and it's only hockey and that is when our focus is going to be for the next decade of your fitness career. And if that doesn't pan out, you generally parents and kids kind of have a bad taste in their mouth about sport and athletics anyways. And it's really tough to get them kind of back being adults that are active now. And Curtis, what advice do you have for people kind of of all ages to find that form of recreation that works best for them? One of the things that we really try to incorporate and inform our participants of is really the social aspect of these activities. Um, Again, there is value in doing individual activities and and there's that quiet time and that alone time, however you see may fit, is is great. But we also like to try and encourage that new activity piece with with the social aspect of it. So try and find a friend or a colleague or a partner that you're able to share those experiences with. So even though it might not be what was first on your list of a new activity to try, uh, it, it could have been theirs. And hopefully you'd have a great time doing that as well. And that might open your eyes to a few more experiences and, and a couple new ones as well along the way. So just give it a try.
Really is, yeah. What would you say if, uh, to a parent who maybe has a child who's a bit reluctant to try a sport? What advice would you give them? I think it comes down to maybe getting them less into sports and more into activities. Perfect example I have is, is a client we trained. She had two young sons and she helped get them into taking snowboard lessons. And at first they were like completely against it and thought it was a terrible idea, but it was a two-day snowboard course. They did the first day and absolutely loathed it, but she made sure that they went back and gave it like that second try. And then both of her sons ended up loving it after the second day. And now one of them actually is like a snowboard instructor part-time. So I think often we get kind of pulled into like sport, sport, sport. But looking at activities and giving your child that like right nudge and helping them like follow through with, with seeing something to completion and not letting them get out of it too fast. It's always like keeping your mind open to new activities and not necessarily being organized sport per se. What are some of the habits that families can sort of build to create that, you know, routine of being active? That's a great question. I think the, the biggest thing is leading by example. It's huge and kids notice when their parents are active. And as a parent, if you're able to maintain that habit of being fit and finding a way to fit recreation in your life, I think kids will pick up on that. It doesn't have to necessarily mean like, you know, all my parents do is drive me to and from games and yada, yada, yada. Because when their sport's done, they don't really know how to be active now as an adult if their sporting career is ended. So that's huge for my wife and I to create an example for our family of being active is a lifelong thing. And you can maintain that throughout your life. And it doesn't have to be organized sport. It can be with family, it can be with friends and stuff like that. And I think it's, it's a lot of more work to do it by example, but I think it's has way better long-term results to to help your kids stay fit for, for their lifetime. And Curtis, um, people get so busy with work, with school. Do you have any tips for fitting in recreation and making it part of your, you know, every day, every week type routine? Everything kind of revolves around that schedule. Well, make sure recreation is a part of it. If you've got it on the fridge, if it's on your computer, if it's on your phone, wherever it is, book in time for recreation, whether it's for yourself, for your family, and again, in, in any capacity. Just as Justin was saying, it doesn't always have to be sport. It can be just other fitness activity related. And again, we, we've seen some examples of the non-traditional recreation activities as well. So booking that time in, just as you would any other obligation, your work, driving the kids to practice, you know, make sure you have time for yourself. Book a massage, make sure that's in the calendar as well. Scheduling is one of the biggest challenges. And if we think we can fit recreation or physical activity or training or sport just magically into the mix, it's going to be really challenging. You have to be intentional with putting that into your calendar and into your system. The scheduling of it is awesome and it doesn't need to be like a huge investment. It doesn't need to be a two-hour workout here or going for you know a 20k run. It can be like 15 to 20 minutes of relatively intense exercise and that still reaps huge rewards. So I think people kind of get pigeonholed as like, I need to be working out for 60 to 90 minutes at a time. Or, you know, if I'm, if I'm not getting like three workouts in a week, it's a bust and I'll just like take this entire week off. Even small bits of high intense exercise are really, really helpful for your long-term health. And it doesn't need to be a huge time suck. It can be throwing on like a podcast or like a book on tape, putting your headphones on and going for like an intense 15, 20 minute workout. You're going to see like massive rewards from that. That's not really going to take away from your productivity in the rest of your day. Yeah, absolutely. And anytime you can incorporate that into your day as well, that's just extending the benefit. You know, I know uh, a lot of talk here at Nate has been surrounded by walking meetings now in the last little while. So taking those meetings that you can away from the boardroom, away from the desk, walk around, walk on campus, you know, take the stairs. It's also those little bits that you can incorporate on the, on the daily where you don't need to schedule and it doesn't have to be a large amount of time. But as Justin is saying, get that 10 to 15 minutes, get your heart rate up and elevated, maybe a light sweat, really figure out other ways to incorporate it in. 
even in our business, if we need to have like a trainer meeting, often we'll schedule a workout and handle like all those topics during a workout. I think like multitasking is super helpful and making it not feel like it's a real trade-off for people to like, like either like I'm getting work done or I'm getting a workout in. There's no reason why you sometimes can't get both done and help that habit get formed. All of this advice was so helpful. I want to thank you both for sharing your insights on recreation and how to get our families thinking about it for 2020. Thanks again to Justin Cross and Curtis Dell for being part of today's episode. And thank you for listening. I'd also like to thank Jesse Ambrock, our Nate Radio and Television Practicum student, who's helping on the production side. And to our producer, Brian Allery. A special thanks to former host Liz Pittman, who spearheaded this podcast. Liz has started a new adventure on the West Coast, and we're so grateful for all her contributions. In the episode show notes, you'll find related Tech Life Today stories, including five New Year's wellness resolutions that don't involve exercise, how to get motivated for an early workout, and how to avoid fitness resolution failure.